Thanks for joining Impact Boom. On this episode... Perhaps what's even more important is realizing that it's inevitable you're going to make mistakes and you're going to fail yeah. some things. you just got to make a point of trying to fail forwards. It's definitely been the easiest way to grow. And I think really adopting that mentality has probably been our most important trait. Welcome to impactboom.org. We search the globe to find the people, stories, ideas, and inspiration to help you create maximum positive impact. Each week, Impact Boom brings you thought-provoking interviews with world-leading practitioners passionate about creating positive social change. These designers, social entrepreneurs, educators, innovators, thinkers, and doers share their projects, initiatives, thoughts, and insights on creating a better world. You can find all the stories, links, and other great content at impactboom.org. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter for the latest updates or subscribe to the newsletter or on iTunes. Thanks for listening to episode 273 of Impact Boom. My name's Tom Allen and I'm passionate about bringing you the latest interviews and insights to help you create positive social impact. Today we're speaking with Bal Dittal. Bal is one of the co-founders of Born Clothing a social enterprise and fashion label that creates mosquito-repellent clothing and donates half of their profits to funding the fight against mosquito-borne diseases. When he's not packing shirts or trying to find the car keys he always seems to lose, he works as a junior doctor in Newcastle, pursuing a career that mixes clinical medicine and public health. His most recent achievement is standing up for seven seconds on the surfboard that he's been learning on though he does admit to that being seven attempts lasting one second rather than one attempt lasting seven. So on today's podcast, we're going to hear a little bit about Bal's journey with Born Clothing and a few of his insights into starting a social enterprise here in Australia. So Bal, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on, particularly at this time of your first anniversary with Born Clothing. So thanks for joining us. Thanks so much for having us, Tom. I'm super stoked to be chatting to you, chatting to the guys and the rest of the team. We realize Impact Boom is one of the podcasts that we seem to keep in regular circulation. So it's a bit surreal to be on here. Oh, it's great to have you on. Brilliant. Okay, well, let's kick off then. And Bal, I'd love to learn a little bit about your background and you're a junior doctor there in Newcastle, but what was it that led to your interest in work in social enterprise? My way to social enterprise, and I think really the way of the rest of the team wasn't a clear-cut path. A few of us were finishing up last few years of our degrees at the University of Newcastle in 2019. And that's when the uni decided to start the series of competitions called the Grand Challenge. And the Grand Challenge effectively had two fundamental questions revolving around mosquitoes. So the first one was, how do you tackle the problem of mosquitoes on the campus? Because as anyone who's listening, who's been to the University of Newcastle campus knows, it's pretty impossible to get from one side side to the other without getting bitten. Mm. And then the second part of that question was, how do you tackle the problem that mosquitoes pose around the world? Mosquitoes continue to be one of the biggest killers of humanity, but also contribute a significant burden of disease. So 700 million people every year will catch a mosquito-borne disease. Of those, malaria alone as one disease will kill 400,000. And the horrifying part about that number is that more than half of those are children. And so many of them are under the age of five, which Mm. means effectively that malaria takes the life of one child every two minutes. So this became a problem that none of us had any experience in really, but we really liked the idea of having a question and having a problem and just having a crack at tackling it. Uh, We scrapped a bit of a team together. 
we ended up having a bit of a varied. We actually found each other by sort of trolling through our Facebook friends list to find the people that we wanted to include in sort of a multidisciplinary mm. team. The university would love to have us mentioned. And I guess the real benefit of having such a varied team is that we've approached this problem as the question from a few different perspectives. So just to give a quick introduction to the people on the team, Dan is the king of design and marketing. He's got a technical background in graphic design yep. and a track record of working with not-for-profits and social enterprises. And so he shaped our branding from day one. Pat is the guy with the numbers. He's a mechatronic engineer by day and he moonlights as the guy who is getting increasingly sick of us asking if, if he can write a little bit of code <laughs> to do this. And he's taken on the role of sort of optimizing everything that we do with Born, whether that's, you know, allocating our advertising budget to forecasting how we might sell stock in the future so that we can optimize what we're ordering given yeah. our small capital and tim is the guy who sort of cemented the idea of running born as a social enterprise he's passionate about the intersection of health with business and how we can leverage common interests to achieve some real change tim like myself is a junior doctor and so i've sort of approached born from a similar angle to tim I'm a bit more interested in health and equities and motivated by the idea that a social enterprise like Born can give some power to the people to make a real difference in some global health problems. And I go through people's backgrounds because I think that it's not a common entry point into going into business, but mm. I think we've really got some benefit from having a bit of blood out there. Yeah, absolutely. I think having that broad and varied team, different skill sets and strengths absolutely will work in your favor. Typically, that's at least at least what I've seen in working with a bunch of different teams and, and enterprises. So I'm curious to learn a little bit more about Born Clothing then. So you're a social yeah. enterprise and you create clothing, you tackle mosquito-borne diseases. Tell us a little bit more about this brand and the key challenges that you face in getting it off the ground as well. Absolutely. So to elaborate a bit further on that introductory sentence, we make mozzie-free tees. That's what we like to call them. We make clothing that protects you from mosquitoes because it's mosquito repellent, but also protects other people by helping fund global health interventions across the world. And in keeping with this idea of trying to create some social good, we've set ourselves up as a social enterprise. And that really is fundamentally to achieve two goals that we've had from the beginning. Mm. So the first is to solidify this commitment of donating profit that we generate so we donate 50 percent of our profit to funding these health interventions yeah. and that's a key part of our business model and the way that that's been taking shape so far is with a partnership with nothing but nets nothing but nets are a un foundation grassroots campaign on a mission to end malaria for good and they work across the world with partners on the ground to distribute much needed interventions like mosquito repellent bed nets, indoor residual spraying, malaria testing kits, preventive medications for pregnant women and children, as well as providing education to local healthcare providers about how to sort of best manage malaria coalface. Mm. So that's been a really fulfilling relationship we've started to develop with them. And in fact, we've actually just made our first donation of $2,000 this year. And now I think about it, we actually haven't told anyone else about that yet. So this is really, your audience is really the first sort of group to know. And the sort of second social enterprise goal we've had is to make sure that this focus on creating a social good doesn't come at a cost to the people and the places that are involved in achieving our goal. So mm. the people, places involved in our supply chain. And that's been a bit more of a, a laborious task. It's been 
very fulfilling because we've really been able to get into the nitty gritty of what we're doing. And we've used the B Corp assessment tool as sort of a scaffold for how we go about making business decisions. Yeah. And we've also partnered up with SD Strategies, who are a local consulting firm in Newcastle, who do really fantastic work in helping people mitigate human rights risks in supply chains. Mm. So we've really made a commitment to sort of developing this from the ground up as a sort of sustainable, a very positive social impact oriented thing. And what this sort of looks like on a day-to-day basis is we've got a few ideals that we work towards socially, environmentally, and economically. So our clothing, for example, is made from 100% organic cotton. We work with manufacturers approved by the Fair Wear Foundation, which means that their workers are employed and live up to certain ethical standards of employment. And we carbon offset the journey of each shirt from the factory floor to the customer's front door. Now, of course, that's all pretty easy to say. And there's a lot of greenwashing that goes on, definitely in the the fashion industry, but I guess more broadly with a lot of companies. And a big challenge for us has actually been making that a part of something we do. Creating a supply chain was definitely easier when we didn't have to do it. We uh, really didn't realize the size of the task in front of us. And especially building an international supply chain in the middle of a once in a lifetime pandemic has been a bit of a struggle. And I'd say that coming back to your question about like where the challenges have been, I say that actually developing something sustainable in such a tough time has really been the major source of, of our problems. But we've learned to fail forwards and really make the most of our mistakes. Absolutely. And look, I'm sure it's taken a lot of grit and persistence and passion as well, right? Yeah. So entering your second year then, I mean, those few qualities, right, are, are just typical qualities that we see with in the enterprises that we work with. But you, you're entering the second year now. So what do you see as some of the most important traits of a social entrepreneur and where can support be found as well, Bal? Like when we look at those other aspiring change makers out there who are keen to start something themselves, where can they find support? So that, that's a really good question and that's a question that we're always sort of probing to find the answer to. And I guess the when you're trying to break that down, the question becomes what sort of support are you looking for? I think for others that's definitely varied from stage to stage. We were really lucky to kick off by winning that grand challenge that I mentioned at the start. Mm. We got a bit of grant funding to go ahead. And since then, we've sort of made a point of regularly checking in to see what sort of programs are available. And it really is really encouraging just how many there are, Mm. even in Australia alone, that are sort of putting a bit of money out there for social entrepreneurs to have a crack at building something meaningful. So in terms of financial support, which, you know, ultimately so, so much of this comes back to how much capital, how much money you have and how much you can do with it. We've sort of made a point of looking for you know, sort of hackathons and grant pitching competitions. And the main benefit of those is the financial support, obviously. But the secondary benefit of that is that you really start to develop the narrative and you start to develop the, the words that you use around your branding and your company and your mission. Mm. And I think they become very valuable. And I think that in and of itself, that is actually a fantastic support and a really valuable resource to find. Yeah. And I think that probably comes down to, in terms of applying for grants and competitions and whatnot, is that you're just having a crack at doing something and you're putting yourself out there. And I think that that, to answer the first part of your question, is one of the most important traits. I think, you know, I'm only a budding social entrepreneur myself and I'd really love to have a fantastically clear answer and I'd love for someone else to be able to tell me exactly what we need yeah. to be doing. But truthfully, looking at myself and the rest of the team, I don't think it's anything special within each and every one of us but what i mean is that we just we didn't have anything clearly going from us from a, from a business point of view in terms of not having any experience but we saw a problem we just decided we'd love to have a crack at it and i guess perhaps most importantly we were had for that attempt not to work out you know it's important to be passionate about what you're doing but i think perhaps what's even more important is realizing that it's inevitable you're going to make mistakes and you're going to fail yeah. at some things you just got to make a point of trying to fail forwards definitely been the easiest way to grow and i think really adopting that mentality has probably been our most important trait and it's definitely been the thing that 
talk about a lot at meetings. One of the things we, we often say is that perfect is the enemy of good. And that's not, mm. you know, it's not a quote that we've made up, but it's something we really try and remind ourselves of because we sort of forestalled a lot of stuff that we've been doing in the pursuit of perfection. Once we actually finally got the ball rolling and started getting some sales was when we were like, look, this isn't exactly how we want it to be, but yep. it's in line with our ideals and it's achieving our mission. Yeah, it's a hugely valuable lesson there and just so, so true. So thanks for sharing that journey there. So what advice then would you be giving to a social entrepreneur who is also working to validate their business model? Because you mentioned, you know, you've done this in the last year during a pandemic. What lessons can you share? I don't want to like belabor the point, but I would like to really emphasize, I think that first bit about, you know, perfection being the enemy of good and really just having a crack at something. To take a quick sidestep from that, though, I think finding a group of people with different skills and interests, as we mentioned before, is very valuable. You not only learn from the other people, but you learn the things that you didn't know that you didn't know. You you really come to realize what your blind spots are, and you realize that it's because you're all carrying different parts of a shared weight that you're actually able to pick it up. One thing that we, Tim and I, learned a lot about during medical school was this thing called the Swiss cheese model, which is the idea that if you get a block of Swiss cheese and you cut it into slices and you were to, for example, try to run water from the top to the bottom, even if it goes through a hole on one of the slices of the cheese, it won't go the whole way through. And the idea is that every different person is a different slice of this Swiss cheese and Mm. your holes are in different areas. And by working together, you can make sure that you can create a block that things don't pass through super easily. And that's been the way that we sort of approached decision-making as a business, especially because we don't all have any experience, it's been really valuable to see how people approach it from different angles. The other advice I'd give is try to invest emotionally in what you're doing and make a point of doing the small, silly things like writing out an elevator pitch and practicing in the mirror. Like the things that seem, you know, the small things build up and Mm. having, you know, like I mentioned before, just being able to talk through your mission when you're going to, to sort of these hackathons and grant competitions is even just practicing the very basic thing, practicing the way that you tell the story of your enterprise, because you're the person who's going to sell it best. You're the person who yeah. fundamentally understands what you're trying to achieve. Totally. And by practicing it out and looking silly in front of the mirror for a bit, that's how you, I think, to begin to convince yourself of the mission. And it's how you allow yourself to convince others of the mission as well. Yes. And I think that's, that, that's very important because obviously you're trying to get people on board with what you're doing. Mm. And yeah, find things like a hackathon and a grand competition, test out the hypothesis. It's a, these are very risk-free environments. It doesn't matter if you fail. If you don't win, you come away with no money. But if you win, you come away with a bit of with a few hundred dollars, a few thousand dollars to give something a crack. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think it really comes down to just just giving it a go and just mm. backing yourself to fail and to to learn from that failure. Yeah, it's great advice there. And look, you've participated in a number of these sort of hackathons and other things along the way. So no doubt you've come across some other really interesting people, projects, or initiatives. So who are they? Who else is doing some great work? One thing that we've really been blown away by is not just the support we've had for starting a social enterprise, but the support we've had from other people who are, you know, in the process of building their own and generally just the environment that seems to be brewing in Australia for social enterprise. Mm. There's really a lot of people out there doing some really fantastic things. And I obviously can't go through a massive list of people, but there are a few that sort of stuck out to us. And there are a few that we've looked towards, I guess, when we've been building, building Born. Yeah. So there's, there's obviously like the, the big ones that I'm not name dropping because they're, they're already massive companies, but social enterprises like Thank You and Who Gives a Crap, yeah. they've really been sort of the, the model that we've worked towards building. Yeah. But in terms of other ones that we've seen sort of start to develop with us and who've been a few paces ahead and have sort of given us some of their wisdom as well. We came across them actually during the the CIFA, the Social Enterprises Funding Australia Kickstarter program, which is run with the Macquarie Group. Mm. 
So with the actual, I had the opportunity to learn alongside them as well. So one of them was called AC Official, and they're in a similar space. They make handbags, but they're made out of vegan leather and they're made out of cactus leather, which is mm-hmm. a very uncommonly used fabric for, yeah. for making fashion products. And speaking with the founder, the founder had a you know an extensive experience. Um, Tessa Carroll she has an extensive experience working with in the fashion industry previously. Mm-hmm. And what was really inspiring about her story was that she'd noticed the consumption and the overproduction, uh, the waste that was going on with most fashion brands, yes. and really struck out on her own to make a product that demonstrated to people that you can you can buy very ethically and you can buy something that has a, a very little environmental impact so some really fantastic mission of hers and then i guess another one in the in a similar space which is which is a pretty pretty big uh, social enterprise now is is homey and they actually work as a not-for-profit so they're a clothing company that donates money towards uh, they actually facilitate a lot of i guess leadership building programs and empowerment programs for homeless people uh, yeah. and i think they're based out of melbourne and then the other one that we came across during the the CFA kickstarter program was a social enterprise called play for all and play for all what they do is they work with local councils throughout Australia to provide access to children with disability to normal playground that you'd have in a a suburb and you know like the standard swing set for example isn't necessarily catering towards children of different abilities yes and so they go around and they source funding for swings that are suitable for all that allow everyone to play and that's where the name comes from play for all and so Caroline Gatt is one of the co-founders and we we sort of worked with her during the Kickstarter program and her mission was really inspiring to us and that's actually an area that Tim is actually quite passionate about so you know we've really been pushed on and encouraged by the the missions that other people have had and it's definitely a really fantastic environment to sort of start growing something yourself I think brilliant well there's some great examples there and we'll throw some links through in the article on impactboom.org so Bell to finish off then what books would you recommend to our listeners oh that is a fantastic question so I think from a social enterprise point of view in terms of the the books that we've used on our way to building born the first one that Tim and I actually read was The Infinite Game by Simon Sinek. Mm. That's not really, I don't know if it's like a useful book from like a practical day-to-day running a business point of view, but I think what it really reinforced to us is the importance of having some overarching ideals and doing what you're doing. And it's definitely allowed us, in some cases when we've made decisions, to, you know, to prioritize our ethics and our values and sort of long-term success over short-term gain. Yeah. So I really recommend that book. Outliers, I'm sure, is a book that many people listening will have read. That's by Malcolm Gladwell. I think the, the the reason that I recommend that book is because it really gives you the impression that time you're living in and the place you're living in is very important to, to what you can achieve. And as I mentioned before, social enterprise is really a burgeoning industry in Australia. I think it's a really fantastic time to get involved with it. And I think that that's the lesson to be had from that book. And we've also started using a book written by some old consultants at McKinsey, which is called Bulletproof Problem Solving. And that's been giving us a really fantastic scaffold to approaching some of the problems we've been encountering as a growing enterprise. Mm. Well, there's a brilliant list of books there, Bal. So thank you very much. We'll stick them on the list too. And look, thanks for your time because it's been great to chat, great to learn more about Born Clothing and achieved a lot in this first year of operations. So we'll really look forward to tracking your journey and seeing where you are as things progress. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me on to chat, Tom. It's been a real pleasure. And I sort of a bit of a thank you would like to offer your listeners a bit of a cheeky discount if they're ever filling up for a life without mosquitoes. So if they want to head to a website at bornclothing.com, that's B-O-R-N-E clothing.com or our socials, which are born underscore clothing on Instagram, you can use the code IMPACTBOOM, all capitals, no spaces to get 10% off a purchase. Got some new products coming out in the next few days, next few weeks. So that code should come very well. Thanks very much for having us on. It's been a real pleasure. Beautiful. Thanks very much for that, Val. We'll look forward to following your journey and best of luck. 
Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to Impact Boom. You'll find links to the initiatives, people and resources mentioned in this podcast on impactboom.org. Please leave your comments below and remember, we'll be publishing fresh inspiration and insights to help you create positive impact every week on the website, Facebook page and Twitter. Thank you.